right, so welcome to Tuesday at the Table. Hello. <laughs> All right, my name is Pastor Kevin. This is Pastor Crystal, my beautiful wife. Um, anyways, we're going to go ahead and get started with prayer tonight, and then we're going to jump right in. We're excited to, to share a little bit with you guys, and uh, thanks for joining us online, uh, whoever's online, and thank you guys for being here, those who are actually in place. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Uh, let's go ahead and pray. Uh, Father God, we just thank you so much for your goodness, for your grace, for your love, your mercy, God. We just thank you for being with us, God. Holy Spirit, would you just speak through us? Would you use uh, Crystal and myself? Uh, would you just speak through us and allow us to learn something new? Allow this word to bring revelation, God, to everyone uh, that's going to watch online, to everyone that is here tonight. Uh, Father, we just ask in the name of Jesus that you would do a work, Holy Spirit, in their lives. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Amen. All right. So you want to jump right in? Tell yep. them what the title is. <laughs> so the title tonight is Hidden Places, um, Hidden High Places, I should say. And this kind of started as I was reading in Second Chronicles 15. And um, I came to this story because I was just seeing the importance of prophets and how they can impact a certain person or in this story of Asa, a certain group of people and the people that he was leading at that time. And um, when Pastor DJ asked us to, if we wanted to share tonight, I kind of already had something in mind and me and Kevin agreed. And we even stayed up last night. And all night. <laughs> not all night. All right, not all we night. We <laughs> went through like, well, how would we discuss it and what verses and things like that. And yeah. then uh, the Lord woke me up like at 5.30, and I don't wake up for no reason at 5.30 unless I have to. That's true. This is true. And so I just knew that um, what he was reminding me of is what we should share tonight. And that was a verse um, that comes from Second Chronicles 15 um, and verse 17. And it's talking about um, King Asa. And it says, I'll just go there in my Bible. It says, although he did not remove the high places from Israel, Asa's heart was fully committed to the Lord all his life. And when I read this in the story, I remember sitting there thinking, how can you commit your life to the Lord but not take down all the high places? And at this point in the Bible, the high places were altars where they worshiped other gods. And I knew that, but I felt like there was something more. I felt like the Lord was sharing that the high places were more so his heart. What places in his heart did he not really commit to the Lord? And I was just um, reminded of that this morning. And then I, when Pastor Kevin woke up, I said, we're changing the whole thing. The and whole I thing. I feel like we need to talk <laughs> about this. So as we were drinking coffee in the morning, I started reading. And God just revealed more to me about this story. And so um, in here, pretty much uh, we're in Second Chronicles 15. So the prophet Ezariah comes to King Asa, and he just has an encouraging word. He's telling him, you guys have departed from the Lord, but now it's time to come back. And it says in verse 2, so Second Chronicles 15, verse 2, the Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Um, and you can keep reading there. Um, but pretty much Asa just um, is encouraged by this. So he decides at that point that he's going to commit 
recommit himself to the Lord. He tears down the um, altars, and they even have worship, and all of his people are just in agreement, and it says they're just going to go for the Lord just with their whole heart. And um, so you're reading here, but then you jump to chapter 16. And another thing I was just like, kind of like, I don't understand this, Lord. So in chapter 15, you know, he hears an encouraging word. He's trying to do everything right. He does everything right. And in 16, it's verse 2. Um, and Pastor Kevin will put a little bit of background to why he does what he does or what's going on. But pretty much he takes up the silver and gold out of the treasures of the Lord's temple. And this is what he had set up in chapter 15. Um, and he takes that, and he decides to go into a treaty with King Ben-Hadad, king of Aram. And so I'm just thinking, so he just dedicated this stuff to the Lord, but then he takes it back and goes into this treaty with the king. Um, and I don't know if that's where you want to go into kind of the background of that. Yeah, uh, yeah so, um, so pretty much what's going on with King Asa um, God had delivered him from a vast army, a huge army that couldn't even be counted, okay? Uh, this army was huge. It was a, Cush, a Cushite army. Uh, and so they came up against Judah, okay? And, and Judah, uh, King Asa, and, and uh, um, his people, let me see. I'll tell you exactly how many people they had. <clears throat> so they went out to meet them with, uh, let's see here, one second, 300,000 men from Judah, all right? This is in 2 Chronicles 14, verse 8, if you want to see it. Uh, but what happens is they, they had about 300,000 soldiers. Uh, well, the other army, the other army, the Cushite army, couldn't even be counted. There were so many, so vast, that they could not be counted. Yet the Lord brought him a great victory. Uh, he, the victory was so great, okay, that they destroyed the Cushite army. They never came back. Okay, they never became another big army ever again. That's how bad they were destroyed and just decimated uh, by, by Judah. Okay, and so after this huge victory that the Lord won for them is when you get to actually, you get to chapter 15, and then all of Judah consecrates their lives to God, right? They, they give their lives back to God, and they say, God, we will serve you. Matter of fact, anybody that was not going to serve God was put to death. Young, old, it did not matter. And it says that they rejoiced in, in chapter 15 because they were just joyful. They did it with joy. Okay, they, they went and ran to God and committed themselves fully to him with joy. Okay, uh, they were so excited. But what happened was uh, they, he brought, you know, like uh, Pastor Crystal was saying, he got the gold and the silver and that his, his father had, and he puts it in the temple. Uh, and then fast forward to chapter 16. All right, I'm just trying to give you some background. Uh, because at this time, Israel and Judah were two different nations. Okay, two different nations. Israel, the nation of Israel, and then the nation of Judah. And Israel was still attacking Judah. They were at war with each other. Okay. Uh, and so instead of allowing God to continue to defend him, continue to fight for him, uh, he took it upon himself and said, oh, I got a great idea. I have a great idea. Yeah, I know what I'm going to do. Okay, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna get a treaty with the king of, what is it? Uh, king of Aram. Aram. 
And the thing, with, the thing about this is the king of Aram had a treaty with Israel. So pretty much all that happened was some backstabbing, right? Some backstabbing took place. Judah, the king Asa of Judah said, I have a great idea. I'll just pay this guy more, all the gold and silver in the treasuries of the temple of God. I'll just pay him that. And then he can turn around and fight against the Israelites. And then they'll leave me alone. And then I'll have peace. And, and so that's exactly what happened. He gave all this gold and silver to, to the king of Aram, okay? And the king of Aram came back, started fighting against the king of Israel, and started taking cities and, and you know, started attacking them. Uh, and then Judah, right, the king of Judah, King Asa, had rest. He had some peace uh, because the Israelites, of course, they, they, they ran and they left because they were being attacked now. Um, but, of course, he relied on his wisdom, his you know, uh, his way of doing things and not allow, he didn't allow God to defend him and God to, to lead him, really. And it just goes back to what the Lord was showing to me about that although he committed himself to the Lord, he didn't take down all the high places. Again, I know that's what they worship, but I feel like that's more so can be in people's hearts what is still there because when he had the opportunity that arose again to say I can do this in my own strength I don't need the Lord even though the Lord just fought all this like Kevin was sharing for him um and so it, you go on and he enters into this treaty and then a seer comes to King Asa and tells him because you relied on the king of Aram and not on the Lord your God the army of the king um Aram has escaped from your hand. So pretty much he could have defeated him, but then it is, they escaped because he didn't rely on the Lord. Yeah, uh, the only thing I want to say is that it's interesting because uh, it's so interesting what the, what the seer tells him. You see, because in God's master plan, not only was he going to give the Israelites over to King Asa, not only was he going to eventually defeat them, but he was also going to defeat king, the king of Aram. Okay, and so that's what God wanted for him. That's what God had, had put in front of him. Okay, if he, would have, if he would have trusted in God, not only would he have uh, he defeated um, the Israelites, okay, he would have defeated the king of Aram that had a bunch of troops and, uh, and you know, was, was big and powerful as well. But even with the 300,000 soldiers, God would have completely just devastated every people on their side because they were committed to him. Um, and so it's just really sad to me to see, you know, to see what could have been um, because he didn't take that high place down in his heart. Yeah. Um, and before we continue, there's one verse in Second Chronicles 16, 3 um, that I'll come back to. But we're just going to kind of go ahead and we're going to go to um, King Asa's son, Jehoshaphat. Um, Second Chronicles 16, 3. And when he's talking to the king, um, Ben-Hadad, he, this is what he says to him, and I feel like it's important. It says, let there be a treaty between me and you, he said, as there was between my father and your father. And so this has happened before. There was a treaty, as you see, there was a treaty between his father and this king. And I'll go back to explaining that. I just don't want to miss it when we continue. So fast forward to Second Chronicles 20. All right, so the reason this is really important is because Asa, King Asa, you know, he decided to make this treaty. Uh, but he, what he did was he, he, he made this treaty, and he threw the, well, my dad did it card. 
right? You know, have you, you guys ever heard people say, well, my, I'm just like that because my dad was like that. I'm just like that because my mom was like that. And so he, did, he threw that card down. Well, my dad had a treaty with you, and, and so I'm going to have a treaty with you, right? And so he threw that card down. And I just think that's important before we get into what uh, Pastor Chris was about to say. Yeah, it just goes into the high places and how I feel like it was more so his heart, too, that he didn't really um, hand that over to the Lord. But, okay, so now we're with his son and Second Chronicles uh, 2032. And this is how it talks about him. Again, there's a story before that and, you know, things that he did and how the Lord fought for him. But it gets to the end of his kind of like, you know, he's telling the story of him. And it's right at the end. And again, I'm like, Lord, he's doing so good. And that's what it says. But then he does another mistake. So this is what it says. It says, he followed the ways of his father Asa and did not stray from them. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. The high places, however, were not, were not removed, and the people still had not set their hearts on the God of their ancestors. So the same, feels like I'm reading the same scripture from his dad. He didn't tear down the high places. They still committed their hearts to the Lord. They were trying to do the right thing, um, and now it's in his son. And it's the same kind of thing. So you go to verse, let's see. Uh, well, I guess, I don't know, we'd have to tell the story. Um, so later, Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, made an alliance with King Ahaza, uh, king of Israel. So again, the Lord has helped them his, this whole time, and then he goes into an alliance with another king. Instead of relying on the Lord, and um, in... Uh, verse 37, you have a prophet come to him, and this is what he says. Because you have made an alliance with Ahaz Ahazai, the Lord will destroy what you have made. So, again, this is, it literally says, the end of Jehoshaphat's reign. And he's done all this good stuff. But then at the end, that high place in his heart passed down from his father that had the same thing, like, I can do this my own way, I can make this treaty or make this alliance with the king, but yet works in, you know, destroys the plans that the Lord had. And you have a prophet to come tell him that the Lord would destroy what he had made. Yeah, it's just interesting. Uh, it's interesting because um, you, you kind of see the same thing, like you're saying, right? You see the same thing. You know, time after time after time, and they're doing the right thing. And, you know, I feel like a lot of us, you know, we do the right thing. And, and then uh, and what happens is there's just, there's never enough surrendering to the Lord. You know, I just think, like, you can never surrender enough to the Lord. Uh, when you think you've had it, you, you're there. You've achieved it, and you've surrendered all you can, you're wrong. You know, and when you think that you're fully surrendered, you're still wrong. There's still more. You know, there, it, it's a never-ending relationship with Jesus. It's always a, it's always goes back to this relationship with God, and we just, you know, it's all about continuing to surrender everything. And I and I feel like, you know, King um, Asa and even his son, like they struggled with that. Like they felt like, okay, I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Here we go. Okay, I'm good now. I, I don't need this anymore. I'm good. I, I, I can make decisions on my own now. 
right? It's like, yes, God, you saved me. Yes, God, you delivered me. Uh, yes, God, you helped me destroy all these armies. Uh, thank you. And uh, I'm good now. You know, I have peace now. So uh, I feel like, you know, I can go ahead and, and go on by my life. And I feel like I'm wise enough to just take care of my own kingdom now. And I just feel like a lot of people, you know, we do the same thing. Uh, you know, we we, we get saved, and, and, and God loves us, and we're trying to do right, and we're trying to do good, and we get to a place of, okay, I'm good, you know, and, and I don't need to surrender anything else anymore. I'm saved, and God is good, and I, I, I'm good, you know, and we get into this place of complacency almost, right, this place of I'm so secure that I'm almost too secure, uh, and, and I just feel like a King Asa and even his son, is a perfect example. You know, they're doing good their whole lives. <laughs> I, I just, you know, it's, they it's get too confident. Yeah, maybe. it's so tough for me because can you imagine someone being just so full of God? You know, can you imagine a pastor loving God and just, you know, he's 80, 90 years old and he's loving God and then he ends up going to the world? Like that, that would just be so heartbreaking you know that's so like you've been a christian and you've been following the lord your whole life and then you just throw it all away you know and so it's just it's it's one of those things that's really really hard but it's also you know i know we're in the old testament and we're in second chronicles you know what i'm saying that you know a lot of people don't preach out of that but it's something so fresh and modern as well because so many people deal with that so many people think if i go to church i'm good I went to church Sunday. I'm perfectly fine. I'm good now. Um, you know, let's just have a, let's go eat. Let's go eat. I think that's why I labeled it hidden high places. Yeah. Because I don't think they realized that that was going to come out of them. They just decided like, okay, I'm going to make this treaty or make this alliance. But I think it was a hidden high place they didn't know that can come out. And I think that happens to a lot of us that maybe something you might have dealt with and then a hard situation comes or for them, they're going into battle. You might have some hard battle you're going into. For some people, unfortunately, that was alcoholism. So they think if I just had a drink instead of relying on the Lord, but that's a hidden place that they really haven't, you know, committed fully. And it's hidden because all of a sudden you're like, oh, why am I having that thought? Or for some, you know, they, they say it's funny, but women want to, you know, shop, retail therapy. But that can be a hidden high place that when a stressful situation is coming at you, you're like, I'm just going to go shopping. and that. But no, it's I need to be in prayer. I need to be um, spend time with the Lord and I feel like that's why the Lord said hidden high places because it wasn't something that you saw them struggling with. They were doing great. But then all of a sudden they have this opportunity to be like, I'm going to go into this and I have a great plan. But yet it fails because the Lord takes it and says no, you know. And so um, I just feel like that is still applies today because we just really, you know, examine our hearts every day and ask the Lord to show us. What could be a hidden high place before I make the wrong decision? Like he said, it can alter what I've done this whole time, but I didn't deal with that hidden high place. Yeah, yeah and I think the Lord, you know, God is merciful and so gracious. And I think, you know, a lot of times when we speak about stuff, it's not because God wants to, you know, stomp on you and, and you know, hurt you like a little ant, you know, it's or yank your chain. It's that he loves us. You know, he loves us. And. He wants us to grow, and not just in maturity, 
but in relationship with him, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is that God wants to grow. He wants us to grow in relationship with him. Uh, and, and he does want to remove high places. He wants to be the only high place in your life. You know, he wants to be the only thing you run to in times of need. The only thing that you run to, and this is a big one for me, the only thing you run to in times of everything is awesome, in times of joy. Um, because, like you guys know, even non-believers run to Jesus when everything's going horrible. You know, but what do you do when everything's going right, when everything's going great, when everything is awesome in your life and no, nobody is, you know, you know, dying or, you know, sick or any of that, you know? Uh, and so that's a, a big thing for me. He wants to be the only high place in your life, in our lives, you know, because I'm included. Yeah. And sometimes we allow certain things to take up those high places without even knowing it. Like, seriously, I, and I know it happens all the time. You know, it's happened to me plenty of times. I mean, there'll be times where I'm like, you know, I don't even realize it, and I've been watching, you know, binge-watching a series on Netflix. I'm oh, Lord, you know. Uh, I think today I watched more Netflix than I read the Bible. Okay, time to turn it off, you know. So, um, and if, you know, but that's how it works. It's subtle. It's not, if it was a huge thing, you know, a, uh, Hey, um, you know, come over here. You're going to be addicted, and, and you're going to have another high place instead of Jesus. Nobody would do that. Nobody would go, you know. Uh, and so we just have to be, I just feel like we need to be careful. and uh, But also, we need to make it a point. You know, we need to make it a constant effort to check our hearts. You know, every chance we get, we need to be checking our hearts, and we need to say, Lord, so in what area can I surrender more now? You know, maybe you've been a Christian for 50 years. Maybe you've been a Christian for 50 days. Um, but the question should always be, Lord, how can I surrender more? What areas in my life do you want to work on in this season? You know, okay, you feel like you've mastered that season, right? You've mastered fasting, and you can fast, you know, 100 days. Well, awesome. Now, Lord, what other area in my life can I surrender? What other area in my life can you master? And take from me, you know, because I want to have every area, you know, clean. I want every area, you know, to be giving, you know, to the Lord what he deserves, you know. And I would say another thing that we see that I said, you know, he kind of touched on it, but go back to that, how he said his father was in the treaty with him too. Um, when you don't deal with those hidden high places, maybe down the line your children will have to deal because you didn't yeah, deal good. with that high place. So, you know, like I brought up alcoholism and just maybe depression. I don't know. There's so many issues that people go through, but they just don't deal with it. And unfortunately, that's passed down to how their kids saw them deal with it. Yeah. So then they'll say, well, that's how my mom did it or that's how my dad did it. Anger, hotheadness. <laughs> yes. I don't and know so if that's a word, but. <laughs> hotheadness. I don't know. My dad's was that. But Lord. I hope that's not watching. Jesus. <laughs> but Love you. anyways, I feel like that's important because it comes up. When I read the Bible, I always say there's not there for no reason. God just didn't decide to, oh, let's fill that in with something. And for him to say that is just and then to see his son deal with the same thing in the same area, it's another alliance, another you know, he wants to get in the king's good side is just shows me how that can just be passed on if it's not dealt with. If that high place is not seen and God shows you how to work through that, 
And I just wanted to share that because it's very important because I wouldn't want my children to deal with something down the road that I didn't deal with and show them how to do it the right way. And that's the biggest thing. It's not that your kids won't ever deal, you know, because there's alcohol and there's always going to be alcohol on the corner street, ABC store or at Walmart. You know, there's always going to be opportunities. The biggest thing is, though, teaching them how to respond to those opportunities, teaching them how to say no, how to stay connected to Jesus. It's not that they're not going to deal with things, right? Uh, but it's that you taught them how to deal with things. And if you never did teach them how to deal with things, then that's when we see those hidden high places that are just passed on and passed on and passed on. And now you have, you know, fourth generation grandchildren saying, well, my dad's just a hothead. That's just how I am. That's my personality. No, it's not your personality. You know, Jesus is your personality, and that's who you need to be like, and that's who you should reflect, and every ounce of your body should be screaming Jesus and should be the light of the world. And so, you know, you can't use, well, my daddy's dad and my dad was like this. You can't use it as a crutch because, you, you know, the Bible says we are now a new creation in Christ Jesus, right? And so... Uh, we can't be using that, but yeah, it's so important that we, we, as parents, you know, that we tackle those hidden high places now and not let our children uh, suffer through that or not know how to them, you know, fight. And you might not have, you know, for us, we have three kids, but you're also a parent in the spiritual to anybody that you're counseling or helping or Um, So they see how you go through things, and that's also important because that's, you know, um, you don't want to make them stumble by the way you approach things or don't deal with things because then they can use that excuse. Um, So it's not only if you have kids. It's very important of how you deal with it and um, asking God to reveal those things that may be hidden or sometimes they just pop up, like if you're in traffic. And you're like, oh, Lord, I thought we fixed Lord that problem. <laughs> but, I'm just <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, things that, and then you catch them. And, you know, they have, the scripture talks about the foxes. And then you just Little say, foxes, I'm yeah. going to take care of that because I don't want it to be a hidden, um, you know, place that will in the end make me fall for some reason. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, we just need to be careful. And, I, and I, like I said earlier, I just believe that. God doesn't do, you know, he doesn't make mistakes, and he doesn't, um, it's, again, it's not that he's trying to be mean and say, y'all have hidden high places, you know, it's, it's that he's saying, hey, listen, you know, keep checking your hearts, keep checking yourself, you know, like you were saying, the little small foxes that, that ruin things, you know, uh, we just need to make sure that we're continually, um, you know, surveying our hearts and making sure we're okay and making sure we're surrendered, and, and if not, how do we get there, right, and, because uh, I totally believe in grace, and I believe that God will help you through it. I, nobody's perfect, you know. The Bible says we've all fallen short of sin, uh, fallen short of the glory of God. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't get up and try again. That doesn't mean you can't work, work on that, you know. And I just firmly believe that God wants us to continually surrender our hearts fully to Him. Um, and like you were saying, uh, where is that um, verse? Second uh, Chronicles twenty, verse thirty-three. Uh, with uh, Jehoshaphat, he says, the high places, however, were not removed, and the people still had not set their hearts on the God of their ancestors. So, you know, they still were not committed. And the biggest thing that we're talking about is full commitment, full commitment, Uh, you know, being fully committed uh, to God. 
And, and that means having a surrendered heart. And having a surrendered heart means you're humble enough to say, you know, all right, Lord, now what? What else do you see in me that you can help me make, make myself look more like you, you know? Uh, and that can be tough sometimes because it requires obedience and it requires humility. It requires you to say, yep, I'm not, I'm not a perfect Christian. Uh, I, you know, I'm not holier than art thou. Uh, but, Lord, I want to be holy because you're holy. So help me. Help me get there. I want to be holy because you're holy, Father. Help me. Uh, help me in that pursuit of you. Not in the pursuit of being the holiest person alive. The pursuit of I want to be closer and closer and closer to you. Uh, because we're only holy because he says we're holy. <laughs> That's the only reason, right? So yeah. it's not a, like a religious thing and the more times you fast, you become more holier. It's not that. It's... You know, it's the constant relationship and the deeper relationship with God. Um, and ultimately, I know that's just what he wants. He just wants all of us, all of our hearts, because yeah. he's a jealous God. And just going back to how it all started when the Lord put it on my heart, I think it was just that scripture that caught me off guard that said he committed his life to the Lord and for both of them and didn't take down the high places. And sometimes we think, well, I'm doing everything great and I'm, you know, serving the Lord but if that hidden high place is there it can be your stumbling block it can be whatever's blocking you from something else God has for you and that's why you know I felt led to share not like Kevin said not to bring correction to make people feel bad like search your heart you're you know or check your heart like the video said we yeah. showed to the teens but it's more so because he's a good father and yeah. he loves you and a good father always wants to correct because he has more for you and he knows that he can offer you everything that you need that you don't need to hide anything um, from him you don't need that you know little thing you want to escape you know whatever it might be like I just need this it's he wants to be that for you yeah um but yeah yeah I mean he wants to be that high place and he wants to be that comfort, you know? Like you were saying, some people take comfort in food. Some people take comfort in alcohol. Some people take comfort in tobacco. Some people take comfort in shopping. Um, but he wants to be that comfort, you know? He's a jealous God, and he doesn't want, you know, a Hershey's bar taking his place. Like, he, that's not what he wants. You know, he wants to be that for you, you know, for us. He wants to be that comfort. He wants to be that provider. He wants to be... Um, your God in every area of your life. And so, yeah. Um, I don't know if you have anything else, but just there in Second Chronicles 16, um, verse 9, it's just an encouraging um, scripture after everything we talked about. And it says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth, to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. So it says his eyes range. He's looking across the whole earth to strengthen those whose hearts. So he's looking at our hearts yeah. and to see if they're fully committed to him. And um, it's just a promise that he wants to strengthen us Amen. when he sees our heart. doesn't say he's looking for the perfect heart. He's looking for the heart that wants mm. to be committed to him That's good. to rely his strength. And I just wanted to leave that on a good note Amen. that there's hope and he's looking and he sees your heart. When nobody else, you know, you're like, That's so good. they're looking at, you know, your failures, but he's looking at your heart. And if mm. your heart is trying That's to so serve good. him. Amen.
Amen. I love that. That's so good. Let me write that down. Uh, yeah, but that's all we have for tonight. Uh, we're going to do the Q&A if you guys want to ask anything. Um, I'm going to give you guys my mic, and then we'll continue. Um, but, yeah, let's pray first, then we'll do a Q&A. Yep. Okay. Father God, we just thank you for yes. your word. God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that's here tonight with us. God, we just love you. Yes. We thank you that you care about us enough to just talk to us and speak to us and bring us revelation, Father God. Uh, would you just continually help us to stay committed to you, Father? Uh, we just love you. And God, tonight we just choose to recommit our hearts to you, God. We choose to recommit wholeheartedly to you. God, have your way in our lives, Father. We thank you. Have your way in this church, Father God. Father, as a people, we choose to recommit ourselves, yes. Father. We thank you, and we love you in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen.